everybody, welcome to Between the Lions, the bite-sized bi-weekly oral history of the musical collective known as My Soul Among Lions. I just did that from memory. Aren't you guys proud of me? That was awesome. No, I think he actually got it mixed up. I think it's the bi-weekly bite-sized. Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. (laughs) I wasn't planning on doing it from memory, but then I was thinking this morning and I did it in the shower and I thought, oh, cool. I can do it. I can do it. (laughs) What what an accomplishment. I was really proud of myself, which will tell you everything you need to know about me, folks. (laughs) Hey, my name is Nathan. I'm your humble and obedient host. That's Pastor Phil right there. Hey. And Pastor Jake right there. Hey, what's up? And they both write and stuff on My Soul Among Lions. Phil, you're a musician and... I am. One of the guys, one of the lions. I actually... That's weird. That's weird. I'm how not you, a lion. You guys are always <laughs> lions. Referred to as the lions. The lions who are actually like, the bad guys. Yeah, yeah they're the, the bad guys in the verse, but... Sometimes. Yeah. Like, here comes the lions. I mean, I guess there are good lions in scripture, so... Yeah. I mean, Jesus yeah. is... Yeah. He kind of qualifies as... About as good as a lion can get. Well... Enough about that. Let's talk about, we're, we're moving into the second album. So hey. what do you guys remember about the story of just the second album in general? Well, definitely Jody f- had an artistic direction from the outset based on what he learned or thought he learned from the first album and just the direction he was inclined to go in, which is different from the outset. With the first album, there was no artistic direction except for this idea that whatever we do it has to be something that somebody can pick up and play with a guitar and it needs to be congregational and some things like that but just in terms of stylistically everything was sort of on the table in a way that approaching the second album didn't feel like that was really the case mm-hmm. we always want to do better you come off an album and you you listen to it and you you know all its flaws and we always want to aim to produce something better and and find find a better sense of direction and you know we were trying to hone in on what is my soul among lines mm-hmm. what's what's the sound well and the second album or the second anything is always where you overthink that yeah and in my experience at least like the first time out of the gate you're having fun you're doing the thing and then the second time you're trying to think okay what did we do and what was good and how, how did, did we it recapture work? the lightning in the bottle that was the first thing that we did and what was it that we think people were responding to and often what you think people were responding to is not what they were actually responding Mm -hmm. to. Right. And then at a certain point you lock in and you're just able to do it and you're not thinking, you're not overthinking it, you know, around three or four or something like that. I mean, I find this even with writing skits on Sound of Sanity. It's like the first time a character or scenario comes up, it's fun. And then the second time it's like, okay, what was good about that first time again? And then after that, you're just... You're just writing. Mm -hmm. The sophomore album. The sophomore album. Was it a sophomore slump? That's my, that's not a real question. I think the answer is no, it's a good album, but. Yeah, it uh, is a good album. It's. It does have some of the peculiarities that any second album would have. Right. Just in terms of things it locked into, you know, you have two different, one is let's recreate this. The other is let's do something completely different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get a mixture of both. Yeah. I think this is a mixture of both. And yeah. it has some real big successes. Yeah. I mean, they're maybe some of our most congregational songs mm-hmm. have come out of this you know, 15, 16, 20. Those are definitely in the pantheon of yeah. songs that people love from My Still Among Lines, songs that I love. Well, let's talk about the, f- or go ahead. I, I was just going to say, as a writer on the project, not, you know, I think we've sort of talked musically. I was much more ready after the first project to explore 
taking even more creative license and pushing things in in different directions yeah. lyrically with this project than I think anybody maybe anybody else was. So I have a whole stash of rejected hmm. lyrics and songs because of how often I would take a metaphor in scripture and I would I would make it a modern metaphor, a metaphor that was my own mm-hmm. or or things like that that just people at times were less comfortable with. Well you're a modern day Isaac Watts, what can you say? Hey, I know, right? Someday someone's gonna discover it and I know, and it'll be the greatest thing ever. It'll be the greatest thing ever. I don't know. Isaac Watts. (laughs) Next Isaac Watts song (laughs) thing. Some guy will hop on a horse and ride across the country just to stop the church from adopting your songs. Yeah. I guess that's an anecdote about Isaac Watts votes for all all you people who aren't big Watts Watts heads out there. Yeah. I mean, Psalm 8, me and Phil's Psalm 8, Beyond the Stars, was always the direction that I was excited. And that psalm is a extrapolation, is a... You know, it's not straight. Well, if you think of some of the best songs and the best, I would say, hits of that first album, Psalm 3 takes some real liberties. It brings in Stonewall Jackson. uh, Yeah, some Stonewall Jackson, some completely extra biblical stuff into that psalm. Psalm 6. Psalm 6, the way it ends. Although, Psalm 6, actually, the text of it until you get to Come Jesus Come is about as close and faithful mm-hmm. line by line mm-hmm. to anything that we've done. Right. But yeah, your Psalm 8, if I could see beyond the stars, that's not the Bible. That no. is not the, even David's perspective. No. But it's one of our our best songs to date. And so taking more of that poetic license, feeling like, hey, we experimented in this direction. We weren't sure how it was going to if it was going to work for us, if people were going to like it and respond to it. And we found not only did it work for us to take that poetic license, but people really loved and responded to it. I was like, poetic license, yay! You know, mm-hmm. I was just, let's go for it, man. So, I, like, Psalm 13 is where I really went off the rails just with, you can find all kinds of Psalm 13s of just stacked metaphors of things that aren't in the psalm, but that I think try to capture the spirit of the psalm. Mm-hmm. But it was just too too much for anybody to go go for. Yeah. I mean, is it safe to say after the first album, we moved more in a direction of verse by verse, generally speaking? I think you can say that There's always gonna about be many songs on this album. Uh, psalm 12, Psalm 15 are very, very line by line. And even my, well, yeah. We'll talk about them in, in their place. but I remember being surprised by it, just like, oh, I mean, it wasn't a bad surprise, but it was just like, oh, I didn't actually realize that's what we were doing. Like, I thought that- What were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, just, I just didn't know what we were doing, but I thought I thought we were interpreting them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think I always came to it the first go around interpreting it, and then at a certain point, I realized the kind of gold standard, the ideal was like, okay, sure, interpret it if you have to, but- if you can get a if line by line. If you don't have to, then don't. So much the better. Yeah. And that was actually, which is, I, that was a, that, which is fine, but it was just a surprise for me. It's not the na- the natural way that I would go about it. I think if I was, if somebody just put a gun into my head and said, write your own Psalter, mm-hmm. that's just, that's not what I would do. But that's why we have collectives and not individuals. Yeah, I mean, I tend to lean toward, if it's possible to sing word for word, mm-hmm. I want to do it. I don't want to have all the quirks that come with it. And so obviously you have to make modifications. Right. But... That's where I stand, at least. Oh, Phil. Oh. Phil, Phil's just a stick to the Bible. Oh, yeah, he just loves the Bible for some reason. <laughs> Somehow thinks Unlike that you hit, guys. <laughs> the Bible is superior to our 
poetic reinterpretations of the oh, Bible. Yeah. Or like, King David, hold my coffee, or whatever, whatever, the, whatever the meme is. All right, well, let's talk about the first song on the album, Psalm 11, Come Now, My Friend. What do you guys remember about this one? That's a good question. I remember more about Refuge, which is the bonus track yeah. that we'll talk yeah. about well, that was time. Refuge was the first one that Jody wrote, and I may have helped write that one. But I had pushed for a very different sound for that first song. And so I wrote something that I think was called Oh My Brother. What we ended up with is pretty cheerful. Well, I thought it was more, I thought it should strike a more defiant tone. Mm-hmm. And that the spirit of the psalm was more defiant than plaintive. That's a hard uh, case to make because it's got, you know, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do and all that stuff. But first one is, how can they say to me? Like, exactly. what are you talking about? Yeah. In the Lord, I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee like a bird to your mountain for the wicked have bent the bow. If the foundations are destroyed, the Lord's in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see, his eyes test the children of men. The Lord tests the righteous, his, whole, his soul hates the wicked. Let him rain coals on the wicked. If you've ever said to yourself, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And felt despair and thought you're quoting scripture to, to support your despair, you're wrong. Right. This is a wicked person who says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? He's counseling despair and defeatism mm-hmm. to Christians and to David. And this whole Psalm is a response to that. And I think it's just, and Phil, you were just talking off mic about how much you appreciate the way that David preaches to himself and to the wicked in this. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the first three verses are primarily just him being thrown all sorts of doubts. You know, Satan's trying to push him off his ground. And, but how does, how does he respond? It's, it's how we ought to respond and just be like, God's on his throne. He's in his holy temple, you know. His eyes see. Yeah. He sees. God sees. God's in heaven and God sees. Right. And yeah, he tests He tests the righteous and the wicked, but his testing of the righteous, though it might be affliction, it's sanctification, it's purification, and it's good. And so, yeah, if God's, he's testing me, fine. All right. I'm being refined. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand my ground because God's on his throne. And the psalm is, I don't know, it rings true today what i see happening in the church and christianity everyone's saying oh you need to you need to compromise here you need to compromise there oh run we need to retreat. run away oh, retreat no. god is in his heaven yeah. he is on, in his holy temple and his eyes see there's nothing he doesn't see and yeah. so we have nothing to fear the most they can do is what kill us exactly big deal so i th- i thought let's come out of the gate with something that feels like a little more edgy and defiant. Mm -hmm. David is not depressed because the foundations are destroyed. And so I hit up against Refuge hard. And I liked Refuge as a song, but I said, you know, let's have something that is a little more edgy. At least if it can't be defiant, let's have it be cheerful. Mm -hmm. Let's have it be hopeful because I don't think that David is actually plaintive plaintive here. I don't think he's a bird in the mountain hiding among the rocks. No, right. the and bad guy is saying, go be a bird in the right. rocks. That's and David's exactly like, right. uh, no. So I wrote, Oh My Brother and Jody, and it had more of that sort of defiant, confident tone. And Jody set it to music, but he just didn't really feel it. And he ended up coming back, I think 
I think, to make me happy uh, with Come Now, My Friend, which I don't think I... There are a lot of places on this album that just my memory isn't as great mm-hmm. as the first album. The first album of everything was mm-hmm. just so new. And vivid, yeah. it, Everything's vivid. That I feel a lot more muddled about you know what I was a part of and wasn't. I don't think I had much to do with Come Now, My Friend, except by pushing up against Refuge and saying, and also saying to Jody, do we really want to start the album with this sort of plaintive vibe, even mm-hmm. if you think that that's the right way to interpret this yeah. psalm, I don't know that's the right way to start an album. Right. Yeah, we had a lot of discuss- discussion about it, and I, I like how it turned out, because you can, you can get through the album, you can hear Refuge, and have it start over, mm-hmm. and come, I think they, yeah. they work nicely together if you, if you loop the album. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that was a tough call to, how, how do you start this album? I do think Refuge is a better song. Yeah. But I I like this one too and it's it's upbeat and it's a good starter to an album so it works works that way. Yeah. It probably had unfair weight put on it because of its placement like Yeah. It yeah. has to do so much as the first that that it doesn't intrinsically as a psalm or as a song need we do, we don't need to worry about that but as a starter for an album. Well, you have to I think worry yeah, about I, that. I, I do I do think that that it ends up hurting come now my friend quite a bit. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, I think I think that if it if this album if that song hits second or third, you listen to it, but out of the gate maybe you skip. Yeah, well, as <laughs> as is, it's not a great statement of intention for the album. Yeah, which you kind of always want your first or your second song to be. Uh, what do you remember about the this one musically, Phil? I think we threw a lot at it. I don't know if if you ever listened closely to it, but it's it's kind of like a it's just a lot of. There's just a lot of sound Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's an organ, there's an accordion in there, which may or may not have noticed. Um, Never notice it? But I don't know. I don't remember a whole lot. I think it was a little bit challenging, which is why we threw, kept throwing, oh, (laughs) it needs an accordion. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Surely. (laughs) There's there's definitely that Sweet Paloma video, another Sweet Paloma video. That is a Sweet Paloma video. um, That people seem to appreciate and is that the one where she sees the butterfly at the end or is that yeah that's yeah. the one yeah okay well uh, let's listen to psalm 11 come now my friend come now my friend how can you say like a bird up to his mountain i should fly away all hope is gone this is the end now retreats the only course that you would recommend My friend, your counsel of defeat is like a coal It burns my soul Look out, you said, the wicked's bow Has got an arrow on the string and he will let it go All hope is gone, they say it's true That when foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? My friend, but you forget the Lord is on his throne And we're his own The Lord is in his holy temple He that rules the earth is in his hand His eyes behold, his eyelids touch the hearts and minds of all the sons of men. Come now, my friend, 
you need to know It is nothing for the Lord to break the wicked's bow It's in His power to judge all men If there's one in love with violence, God will deal with him He'll send the fire of a mighty burning wind And bring an end If you like this song, you can buy it on Apple Music or Amazon or Bandcamp. You can listen to My Soul Among Lions pretty much wherever you listen to your music. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever. You can get charts and lead sheets if you'd like to use this song in your worship at clearnotesongbook.com. And of course, you can support this fine work at warhornmedia.com forward slash give.